How does your company vision and purpose help your customer service representatives? You're going to find out how on today's show. Today we've got a special treat for Mr. Gary Ellix. Now it's the first video from our new CSR course and he's going to talk to us about how your company vision comes through the customer service reps every single day. Take it away, Gary. Hi, welcome back to Contractor University. I'm Gary Ellix, and today we are gonna be in the beginning stages of customer service excellence, what we're gonna call legendary customer service. So this LMS series is gonna break down into three distinct major modules, and each one of those modules is gonna take you through some of the skills and attributes necessary in order to take your company to that next level of customer experience. So we're gonna start in the very first module with a topic that has a combination of customer service representatives, but also what we call alignment with the idea of how does the company set up its overall vision and purpose. In other words, it's difficult to hire somebody. Let's say that you brought Gary Ellix in and you said, I want you to be a CSR for us, customer service, and you know, here's what we do and here's how we do it. Here's our successware platform. Here's our call taking process, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's great. Those are, those are tasks, and that's outstanding, and it will help me be able to function. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't give me the overall perspective of what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And so we're going to talk about that in terms of uh, Simon Sinek's, you know, the, the, the why of why we do what we do. The purpose is about how do we get people inspired and motivated, or in a position of motivation, if you will, uh, that they can execute the work that we want done at the highest level so that our customer service isn't just check the box, that it becomes absolutely beyond expectations and what we would consider to be legendary. Legendary is something that you're going above and beyond what I expected. And you made me feel excellent in terms of the relationship. So a couple of things I want you to write down as we think about this. So the very first concept would be uh, alignment uh, of customer experience or customer service. We're gonna use the terms customer experience really probably more than customer service because the experience that we're delivering is how the customer perceives it. Customer service would be our version of that deliverable. So the first thing I want you to do is write down alignment with your customer experience with the overall company vision. Uh, so there are plenty of companies out there that don't care about their customer experience. And frankly, it's a price-based model and that's what the deal is. There are other companies that are gonna be more like a Nordstrom's, for example, or a Zappos. And we'll talk about those here in just a minute as we go to the whiteboard. They want their customer experience to be so good that you feel positive about the brand. And when you feel positive about the brand, you're more likely to refer them, you're more likely to patronize them as a second type, you know, if we're buying shoes or uh, if we're at Nordstrom's and we're buying uh, this shirt, for example, uh, you would be more likely to patronize that business again even though the price value relationship, the price is relevant, it's higher, but the value proposition is higher because of the brand experience. Now, the second thing I want you to write down is that we have to have the deliverable at the customer service level. So it's also important that as a company owner, or if I'm a service manager, or if I'm a call center manager, or I'm working in those departments, that I understand precisely what the deliverable has to be. So one of the gaps in a lot of organizations is we don't have a good role description and we don't have a good set of processes that allow the person that we're bringing on board, where we're onboarding somebody, to understand, all right, this is how we want to do it. 
you know, at precision air conditioning. This is how we want to do it at Cool Touch. This is how we want to do it at ABC Plumbing. So it's important for us to understand that we have alignment with the overall idea of what we're trying to deliver as customer experience, but then you have to actually have sort of the, you know, what we call the working documents, the working processes. So those two things go hand in hand. And in video two, I'm going to show you a Venn diagram that's going to organize that idea probably a little more clearly. But what I'd like to do now is I'd like to just go to the whiteboard and I'd like to talk about alignment and how we can create that alignment. And so this is a conversation that if you're a CSR or even a dispatch function, you would really want to have this in your meeting rhythm conversation with your company management and your owner is to just, hey, what are we trying to deliver? What are the expectations? How does it all work? And uh, so we'll go to the whiteboard now and then we'll come back into the learning lab and we will finish up uh, video one around the topic of alignment with legendary customer service. Let's go to the whiteboard. Okay, welcome back to the Whiteboard Learning Lab. I've got down a couple of companies here. You might have heard of this one, Disney. You might have heard of Zappos. Most people probably have heard of Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's is a retailer, uh, well-known retailer based out of the Seattle metropolitan area. They're all over the United States now, Canada and so forth. But uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon is basically taking over most of the businesses that have the ability to be transcendent in the digital space. If you're, in, uh, if you're in the way of Amazon on the digital side, they're probably coming to your marketplace if they haven't already. They're already starting to talk about HVAC. And then I'm going to introduce also a five-star restaurant uh, thought process, which uh, the restaurant that I'm going to talk about is the French Laundry. It's uh, based in uh, it's the Napa Valley area. Uh, they're a small restaurant. There's maybe only about 10 tables in this whole place. But the five-star experience is what we're going to talk about. So this is a particular restaurant. Very difficult to get in. You have to make reservations at least six months in advance in order to even get in because there's not very many tables. But generally speaking, people fly airplanes to fly into that location. They have a private airstrip there. And so it's that good of a restaurant. And when I tell you why it's that good, it relates to our philosophy, which all of these businesses, every single one of these businesses right here has something in common. And what it is is that their culture and their overall vision of their company is based on the principle that they want their client to be the focus of what they do. It's what we call client centricity. Client centricity means we have a company vision and our vision absolutely drives the entire organization, which is going to include our customer service representatives, which is us. And we need to understand how that relates to the idea of the deliverable. So we then have a company purpose. Why? The Simon Sinek philosophy of why do these companies function at that level? And the answer is pretty basic, but it's really hard. It's obviously very difficult when somebody's uh, on the other end of the phone and they're being unreasonable and difficult and yelling at you, and maybe they've got an attitude. Maybe their social style is bad. Maybe they're just in pain and they're just, generally speaking, not a very happy person at the moment. All those things are coming your way if you're a CSR inside of the world of HVAC, plumbing, or electrical. So the emotional intelligence issue is there for us. How do we deal with that? And so our purpose and our vision have to be aligned in the sense that we have to be well-trained and we have to be well-ordered to understand that, A, that's going to happen, and B, when it does happen, we have to be purposeful about how we're going to do business, how we're going to deal with that. It's very easy to lash back, or it's very easy to raise and escalate that situation. And exactly the opposite is what we need to be doing. We need to be professional. We need to create what we call compartmentalization skills. 
Those skills allow you to focus on the idea that your job at hand as a purpose is to actually exceed the customer's expectations. If somebody's upset at you and they're angry and they're doing all that, it's because they probably want information and they want an answer. They're, it's actually a buying signal, it's an objection. Doesn't feel like it at the moment, but from a training point of view, you need to understand that and the company's vision and purpose needs to be aligned. And then we need to train you around the concepts of how to actually walk them off the ledge, how to actually communicate with them to get them in a position where we're not checking the box. So it's very easy to go through your work and be task driven and say, well, I have to do the calls, I have to book the calls because that's what my service manager, my call center manager said. Yeah, of course we do. But the quality of what we do is driven by the vision and the purpose. You can be a task-based individual and certainly complete the work, but the expectation and the client experience, the deliverable is not legendary. It's not, it's not exceptional. It's not something that goes above and beyond. You make me feel personally good about that relationship, even though I might have been coming to you in an unpleasant mode. So the goal of the company purpose and the company vision is to make sure that every single person in the organization understands our values. So I'm going to write that down right here, and we're going to write the word values. And that's what separates these companies from all the rest of the companies. Their culture and their values are set up to reward people for the deliverable that actually supports the idea that the brand experience is more important than the money. So when you talk about brand experience and you're talking about the dollars that hit the bottom line, that's one of the problems inside of our industry is the, it's out of alignment. The vision and the purpose of the company, they might have pieces of paper in your business that say what those are, but when it comes time to actually create the brand experience and the deliverable is there, oftentimes the contractor wants to defend their turf that they're right or they don't want to acquiesce on the idea that the customer is being unreasonable. And that's a mistake. It's a mistake in the marketplace. If you go to this company right here, there's actually a book that's written that I'm going to refer to you in the CSR class, the live uh, events that we do. And so the Nordstrom's Way, there's a legendary story about a guy comes in and he's complaining to the cashier about his tires that he bought from Nordstrom's and that the tires have worn out too quickly and he's very unhappy about that. And so he's complaining at this person and the cashier uh, simply says, uh, well, what would make you happy? What, you know, what's going to make you satisfied? And he said, I want a refund. And so the cashier, because Nordstrom's empowers their people to do so, gave them a refund. And it's later to be determined, but Nordstrom has never ever sold tires. They're not in the tire business, but the cashier was empowered to do so. So not only did they give the guy a credit, they never actually made the sale. The guy didn't understand that Nordstrom's was not where he bought the tires. Okay, so the point of that story is that Nordstrom's has empowered their people to be so focused on the brand experience and the happiness of the customer that they didn't even sell the tires and they still refunded this guy the money for the tires. So if you think about that for just a second, you go, well, that's stupid. Well, it's not stupid. Here's why. Because I'm talking about it. That happened 30 years ago and we're still talking about it and they're still in business and a whole bunch of retailers through the crisis have gone out of business. Nordstrom's haven't gone out of business. If you walk into a Nordstrom's, you're going to pay $90 for a tie that you could go over here and you could probably pay $40 for at a different retailer or $5 for 
you know, at online, right here. Why does Nordstrom's prosper? And the answer is because they deliver a brand experience that their customers expect. So I have my own personal experience at Nordstrom's. The last time I went to a Nordstrom's, uh, I, I had needed a, a couple of ties. Uh, I was doing a keynote, and I forgot my ties, and so they walked in. Uh, but before that, when I called and said, hey, what time are you guys open? Uh, I talked to one of the representatives that were in the men's department, and they said, well, what kind of suit are you going to be wearing? I said, it's a blue suit. What kind of shirt are you going to be wearing? I said, well, it's kind of a light blue shirt, similar to what I have on now. And he said, great. He goes, what kind of skin tones do you have? Like, are you olive? Uh, you know? And I said, well, I'm, I'm Caucasian, but I've got a little bit of a darker complexion. I said, it's uh, Eastern European. He goes, great. So I walk into the store, and he's got the blue suit, the blue shirt, and he's got a selection of ties. And he said, there's really only one way to do this. He's like, we need to match this up. If you want to look your best, because I'm sure you do, you want to match this up with your skin tones. And so I ended up buying two ties, not one, even though I only had one keynote speech. And so they were $90 ties, OK? Could have got the same ties for $40 somewhere else, but couldn't have gotten the customer experience. And I still am happy about that. I still have those ties. They're good ties. They're the same ties you could have gotten you know, at maybe um, Target. Uh, perhaps a men's warehouse, those types of stores. But at the end of the day, what I got from them was I got a selection that that tie actually fit my suit, that particular uh, outfit, and my skin tone, and I'm happy about that. So they went above and beyond the brand experience, so I feel very good about having paid the money for the ties because I got a deliverable that was beyond that. So when you check the box, checking the box is going online and grabbing the tie. That's a particular business model. But the thing about what separates Amazon is if you don't like the tie, you can send it back, no charge. So they've set up this concept, something that I want you to absolutely understand as a customer service representative who's paying attention to how vision and purpose aligns with brand experience and your deliverable. Write this down, please. I want you to have an empowered capability to exceed the customer's expectations. And that comes from this vision and this purpose. You can't have teammates down here that are executing the work that don't feel they're going to be supported by the company management and structure. So it's critical that you do the second thing. And so you need to price your product and services so that you can be absolutely at what I call excellent at customer service, what we call exceeding expectations. So today, you know, we're over $400 an hour as a flat rate company. And the reason that we're here is we want to be able to deliver the brand experience. We have to be able to train like we're doing here right now, but we also have to be able to make sure that if we screw up, that we're not defending our brand in some way and we're messing up the relationship with the customer. So you have to understand that these companies, none of these companies are cheap with the exception of maybe Amazon, but even Amazon has a customer experience policy that really is unparalleled in terms of the digital platforms. Uh, so I'm going to tell you real quickly the story about the French Laundry. This was uh, our 25th wedding anniversary. And so we were in Napa. And I had uh, gotten online, uh, looked at the restaurants. And this one, uh, uh, his restaurant is literally ranked top restaurant in the United States and top three in the world. Uh, so I said, well, I'd love to be able to go there because I'm a foodie. So I asked my wife, do you mind if I book there? She said, no, it'd be great. Let's do it. So uh, it's about six months out. 
I tried to get these reservations, couldn't get it. Finally called the hotel concierge and said, hey, I'm really, I can't get in because as soon as I call, all, they don't have enough tables and I'm not an important enough person. So the concierge said, let me call. I know the people over there. So they got us a lunch. So we were able to have lunch. So the lunch is about four hours. So they book you at 12 o'clock and you go till four o'clock and then they have a dinner seating at six and the six goes to 10. So what they do is they have a price fix menu. The chef is gonna create a menu for the day. That's what you're gonna eat. And then there's wine pairings to go with each one of these. So they start interviewing my wife instantly as we sit down. Um, they knew it was the 25th wedding anniversary. So they had that. The second thing they did is they started talking to her casually. What, what do you like? You know, you know what, what kind of things do you like in your foods and so forth? And so they, they identified that she likes chocolates. So because she likes chocolates and she's what would be considered a chocoholic, ultimately what they did is they went back in through the whole meal and they were preparing and they created chocolates that were specific for her. And so they brought her out a gift bag that was not part of the actual meal. So the meal itself is crazy good. Five-star wine pairings were amazing. Service, there's five or six servers for your one table. So it's a very high-end restaurant, costs a lot of money. So they deliver the chocolates to her in a bag. It's gift wrapped, happy 25th anniversary. She opens it up, she sees there's like 20 different chocolates in there that they have prepared for her because it's her name and they've got her kids' names and they've got all kinds of different things that they made specific to her. So it's not like somebody could do that in advance. They were doing that throughout the course of the meal. So they've got this uh, confectionery chef, they've got pastry chefs, they've got all these different specialists. And so that's the one job that that person was doing. So I ended up paying, I think it was $2,300 for the two of us for that meal. And so my wife is pretty thrifty and she looks at the bill and I said, you don't want to look at the bill. And she goes, yeah, I do. So she looked at it and she said, you know, it's the one time where we've spent a lot of money on food where I would actually come back. So when you start talking about that kind of response from somebody who's thrifty, what she received was something that was personal, something that was absolutely exceptional, uh, something that was unique. So the deliverable on the brand experience for her was they interviewed her, they found out a little bit about her personality, they found out about what she likes and, and so forth in terms of her foods, and they went above and beyond the normal process of what a restaurant would do, and that's one of the reasons why they have a Michelin five-star rating. So I would highly recommend if you want to do something special for your uh, food-type world, French Laundry would be it. Very tough to get in. Probably going to have to find a connection to get in there. Uh, but I would absolutely go back. It's one of the finest restaurant experiences I've ever had. And it's crazy expensive, but it has to be crazy expensive because of the deliverable. So when we talk about our service rate being here, we have to be crazy good at our experience. So the customer service representative has to be understanding that you're the front line of the deliverable. You are the beginning of the brand experience. We have to tie that to a company vision and purpose, and we have to have complete alignment. Very few companies actually have that. When I say very few companies, I mean very few companies in our trade. Obviously, there are businesses that have figured that out. But these companies have taken years and years to create values and culture and training. So with that, let's go back in studio. OK, so if we take a look at the slide, this is just a recap. One, if you don't have a company purpose and a company vision, that needs to be done. Um, I read a great post from one of my clients, Advantage, up in you know, the Oregon area. And the owner of the company and the management team wrote a post. 
it was like a blog post, social media, and said, you know, we didn't, we didn't really start achieving great success in our world until we understood that the vision and the purpose of the company actually have to be driven through the entire organization based on values on a day-to-day -day experience. And I, I just melted when I read that. I'm like, yes, Dan, that's so awesome. That's exactly right. So when we say you have to have a vision and you have to have a purpose, we're not just talking about the words on a piece of paper. We're talking about a culture that's driven across the way we actually operate. So we're gonna get into that later in terms of the experience and the work that you do as a CSR. How does that work? But when you're working for a company, you need to be empowered, you need to be trained, but you also have to have the backup and support of the company philosophy. And then the second thing, I want you to take, if you haven't read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, I think it's a great book. Uh, there's gonna be other books that I'll recommend, audio, so forth as we go. And then the last thing is, you need to understand that you are the tip of the spear. Um, arguably, your media, your website, uh, your social media, your front-facing information that goes out into the world is the tip of the spear in terms of the brand. But then the first real experience they have with a human being probably comes either through a contact form or a booking system, a search engine scheduling system, uh, where somebody calls in and you as the customer service representative are now the person that is now connecting. So that first impression might be a media, but the first real trust issue comes with whether or not we deliver the kind of client experience that we hope to deliver. So that happiness, that positivity, all those things that we're gonna talk about as attributes later in the different video segments. I need you to understand that you have to be in complete alignment with the vision and purpose of the company. And that's a training issue that we're gonna deal with as we go forward. So that's our first segment, vision, purpose, brand experience, customer service representatives, alignment with that, empowerment and alignment. Those are the major themes of this discussion. So as always, if you have questions or you wanna chat you know, about concepts like we talked about in this particular video, send me a note through the Ask the Expert portal, through the Best Practices site, or certainly on Contractor Connect on Facebook. We're happy to have those dialogues. Other contractors can jump in. It's a great forum to be able to do a little networking and communication. So. Um, as always, we appreciate the fact that you're a member of Contractor University, and I'll see you on the next segment. Take care. Thank you, G-Man, Mr. Gary Ellis. It's great to have you on the show once again. Now, listen, if you're a member, make sure that you get all of your CSRs taking the full course as the CSRs are the first people your potential clients will interact with. We got to make sure they're representing your company properly. Now, if you're not a member, then click the join button at the top of this page for a 30-day free trial and access to this course and many, many others. Well, that's it for today, my friends. We'll see you soon. And until then, bye-bye for now.